0: Join us this Friday for the Bad Taste Video Late Night Movie where we will be watching Day of the Reaper with special guest writer-director Tim Ritter. You can find us at twitch.tv
1: slash badtastevideo this Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Good luck, scum.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, oils and ghouls, this is John Kelo, a director with no direction of Skinned Alive, and you are listening to the Bad Taste Video Podcast. Done! Pour Now try nasty things. I'll help you fuck stuff? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. And I am Grizz. And what the hell was that in the beginning of the intro area? <laughs> so, yes, uh, this Friday, what day did I say it was? May 1st. <laughs> May 1st. We will be watching Day of the Reaper live on Twitch, Bad Taste Video. What is it? Twitch.tv slash Bad Taste Video. And we will be watching it with the writer and director himself of Day of the Reaper, Mr. Tim Ritter. Yeah, this
2: this is his first movie. He was in high school still. When he made this movie, so I have—I know personally—I have a ton of questions about this. I—I I can't wait to hear some of the backstories behind this, like the prop stories and stuff. I, he's so full of information, and he's excited about it too. So, this is going to be a yeah, hell of a come, time.
1: Come to Twitch.tv/slash Bad Taste Video Friday 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Have all your questions ready, right? He'll be—he'll uh, be answering whatever you want to ask. Oh right. uh, yeah! For big shout out reason. to uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> SRS Cinema. Uh, we appreciate yep. the hookup on this as well from those guys. If, go check out their website. His catalog is is awesome. Great Friend movies. Of
1: the show, Mister Ron Bong. Mister Ron Bong. <laughs> uh, so, the movie this week, something that you've never seen before, but it blew your fucking mind. Right. Uh, I can't, this can't believe a- this
2: like went over my head, dude. Like for the long, I think because like the cover just. I've always, I've always seen the wizard, like the tape that I have, I've always seen that covered, and it's kind of cheesy, so I just kind of overlooked it, I think. I didn't put the yeah. th- together that it was a Tempe thing, you know? And if I would have known that, I would have watched it immediately.
1: Yeah, so we watched the straight-to-video slasher classic from 1990, Skinned Alive, a Cinema Home video release, right? Uh, but it has... Tempe video, all over it. Oh yeah, Jr. Buckwalter, executive producer, right? Everybody and, in and this actor, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody in this in the Dead Next Door. Everybody in this in, in Robot, Robot Ninja. 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 Yeah,
2: <laughs> a few people who are in this are in the, the Kingdom of the Vampire. They're, you know, they're in yeah. the Sandman. It's just about any Tempe movie that you could think of. One of the characters in that movie is in this movie also.
1: And of course, this was filmed in Akron, Ohio, and also in a place called Magador, Ohio, which I've never heard of, but that sounds pretty cool.
2: What, what I thought <laughs> was odd metal, is, is that like, uh, Bookwalter had said that they started working on this film right after uh, Robot Ninja, and like Robot Ninja was like going south, and he didn't like the way it was turning out, and he was like super bummed about it, which dude, that movie is fucking awesome. No reason to be bummed about robot Ninja, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so like he kind of came into this and they had all the props. They had all the people and everything. So I, I think that's kind of a big reason why you start seeing a lot of the similarities between the movie. They just had the shit there. They used what they had available.
1: Yeah. So this was written and directed by John Killow. Is that how you say his last Killow. name?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it.
1: And this is his only directing credit, but it is quite the directing credit. Uh, he, He was also in a few of the movies we just mentioned. He was in the Dead Next Door. He played Vincent, which I believe is the main religious guy's son, right? That was turned into a zombie. So he turns
2: into a zombie, right? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. that's for sure. Him, it looks like. And
1: he was also De Palma in Robot Ninja, and he plays the hitchhiker in the beginning of this film. Yes. The uh, would you say he's like a metalhead?
2: He's, like, uh, more of, like, I guess, like, a Billy Idol-ish kind of, like, punk metal head. I guess it would be metal for the for the early 90s.
1: So, like I said before, I'm actually going to correct myself. J.R. Bookwalter was the producer on this. Yes. The executive producer, of course, was David Dakota, because this is a Cinema Home Video release. And he was, of course, the founder of Cinema Home Video, right? Yeah, I don't think uh, he was,
2: like, ever there... Calling shots or anything, I think his name was basically just put on it because of the cinema home video uh, connection. Yeah, he, well,
1: he probably he probably gave some money. He was yeah, at distribution and all that sure. shit. So yeah, of course. Bookwalter was and, on the
2: ground fighting with uh, with John the whole time, making it. So he was really doing yeah, he the was- uh, the producing of the film.
1: He was too busy busting balls. That's right. He's my man. <laughs> yeah, King of the castle. You would like that. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's my man. <laughs> so we had a few people in this film that starred in a couple of his other films. Uh, first, we have Mary Jackson, who plays Crawl Daddy. And... The other film that she was in of J.R. Book Walters was Ozone. She played a cleaning lady, S- small part or whatever, right. but whatever. Especially for such, she's kind of like a bigger
2: actress too. So that's kind of weird that she would play such a smaller role in like a, a yeah. low budget movie. But cool. Good well, she her. was
1: more of a she was more of a TV actress. It looked like there was a ton of TV credits, yeah. like a ton. And besides that, she was in The Exorcist Three, which is actually a pretty awesome movie if you've ever. Better than second one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Of course, we have Scott Spiegel, probably the most successful person out of this, right? Besides Jared Bookwalter. And I think somebody else actually was like an electrician for, you know, a studio electrician. And he worked on a lot of projects. But Scott Spiegel, who played Fink, you would know him from Within the Woods, which is the precursor to Evil Dead. Which is awesome. He was yeah. he was a character in that. Uh, he was a fake shemp, right? Which I believe is when you're you're like a stand-in, right?
2: Yeah, you're really not. Is
1: that what that is? That what that is? A fake shemp? I'm believe pretty
2: that's sh- I sure it's like you're not. I don't even know if he has like camera time or not. I think it was well, just, like
1: you're. I think you're on camera, but you're just like it's like your leg. Yeah, or I got. Oh, like I
2: see what you're saying. Okay, yeah.
1: You know, and and you're supposed to look like you're fucking John Travolta standing there. So, <laughs> oh,
2: okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not sure. John I, you know, don't call Who me on that. What the fuck are you watching?
1: He was also in Intruder, which is awesome, right? You like that one? I love
2: Intruder because I'm, I'm also h- a big Bruce Campbell fan, so.
1: That horizontal face fucking cut with the bandsaw, damn! One of the best scenes the only thing, in any horror
2: movies, honestly. The
1: only thing that rivals that is the one from Absurd, when he uh, puts the guy's like the butcher's head on the bandsaw and he cuts him like straight down the top. <sighs> Brutal, clean,
2: clean cut.
1: You need that Monster Hunter Wizard tape, man. <laughs> you would like that movie. I've probably you ever seen would. that one.
2: I don't have not no. no.
1: No, dude, I think you would actually like that. It's like a like a hyper violent Italian slasher. I have such a love
2: hate with the wizard stuff, so I've never really checked. No, it out. that's one. I'll, I'll that's to.
1: that one's a legit one. That's yeah. like zombie. How it's like a legit fucking movie. Regardless of that whoever
2: one, puts it out, it's gonna be a good movie. Cool.
1: That one was technically supposed to be the Grim Reaper Part Two. Oh no, shit! George Eastman plays yeah, like yeah. the fucking guy in it. So it's pretty, he doesn't look the same, but. Dude, George Eastman, he's the man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Scott Spiegel. We're not done with him.
2: No, not by really a long he, sh-
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I like that he was uh, the pool fight bookie in Lionheart, that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> that's like a random one. Jean but Claude. these are the big ones now. He wrote Evil Dead 2 and Intruder. That That's really yeah. like, quite the... Uh, quite the accomplishment and he also was the executive producer in the Hostel series in one two and three did Which, they go beyond part three
2: i have no idea is there I, like a part four I, I hate that early 2000s gore porn stuff so like no you're not into that i know, it was just i don't know the whole like yeah. saw all that era stuff i don't know i never cashed in on it
1: so susan rothacker who played violet she was in kingdom of the vampire and she was apparently billed as, like, convenience store patron or whatever. And I think she was the one that was wearing, like, the leather jacket, maybe. Yeah, she came I in to, like, bust
2: his balls or something like that. Yeah, she was like,
1: she's like, hello, or whatever. Uh, so a, uh, what would you call that, alumni of the show? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. She was actually the assistant director of this film, which is pretty impressive. So two people that really... You know, this is their first. I guess their first big gig. At least they did a good job. This Hell is a yeah. memorable movie. Well, this I'm is her. Sure this is
2: her first like long role for like actual like you know main character of a movie. So that she definitely I think kills this.
1: Yeah, she was a makeup artist on The Dead Next Door also, which is. Pretty I think she cool, did makeup on
2: this also, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Floyd, uh, what's his name? Floyd Ewing Jr., who I recognized immediately in this one. He he played Paul on this and he was Captain Klein in The Dead Next Door. So that's somebody that you would recognize immediately. He was in Robot Ninja who Hickox. he played Yeah, Hickox and in this he's Paul Hickox. Uh almost the same. Yeah, I, th- I I thought
2: they were honestly when I first watched it and I heard the names and everything. I looked at the cast and I was like is this supposed to be the same fucking like timeline and shit but they just they changed a yeah. little bit.
1: Yeah. What'd you say? Different first names?
2: Yeah, different first names. Yeah.
1: And we have Lester Clark who plays the neighbor Tom and he played Doctor Bo from The Dead Next Door, the yeah. man who created the ultimate virus. I love him in that
2: opening scene of Dead Next Door. It's it's great.
1: I love that whole opening, uh like credit sequence of the Dead Next Door and the music playing, which actually it reminds me of the credit sequence and music in this. Too. Yeah, it's
2: very similar
1: which you know nothing wrong with that it's bookwalker right? has yeah uh early Tempe video stuff has a very specific sound with their overdubbing the soundtrack it it all has a very specific like air to it in the editing and style
2: the feel of the film is all very of similar course. yeah
1: yeah and you know and it's all really good you rarely watch a Tempe video release that isn't good yeah even if it's super super micro budget it's still usually really good
2: I'm never disappointed
1: but I want you to pay attention to some of the clips that we played today and maybe you'll see what I mean about how it sounds like the dead next door and shit like that but you said that this was well I said that this was the first time you watched it do you remember this at all like do you remember hearing about it at all when you were younger because I didn't hear about this until like high school maybe
2: yeah maybe uh, even a little later for myself it's it's weird like especially because I'm like I said I'm from Buffalo I'm you know Ohio's not too far from me I don't even remember a lot of the cinema home video or a lot of the Tempe stuff uh, being on the stores and stuff like that the rental stores that I you know worked at and grew up around and stuff so it's not something that I was really too familiar with and that's the same thing with like the dead next door the Sandman all these things that I' I've, the past you know a few years I've been getting into that I don't remember any of these things being in the the rental spots that I used to go to.
1: Dude, do you want to know how I found out about the dead next door when I was, like, really young? What Like, early, early internet, dude. Me and my friend are on his dad's computer just, like, searching the internet. And back then you had a... There was no Google.
2: So you had to actually know.
1: No, this was like you had to know the web address you know what i mean <laughs> so like you would just do like horror movies.com or something and oh, you would yeah. hope that it was like a cool website and everything was linked together <laughs> and there was one site and it had like little clips of sound from movies and the dead next door was one of them stuck and with you yeah man and we were like at that time we idled uh idolize the misfits right <laughs> So we were like, oh, dude, like, we got to put this in our, like, fucking 12-year-old punk band songs and all that shit. (laughs) Yeah, so we we tracked down the movie. We watched it. And, like, ever since then, like, that movie, I was like, oh, shit, man. This is, like, this is awesome. And when you see it at such a young age, like a horror film like that, the budget and all that doesn't affect you at all. No, it doesn't even click. But, But... the dead next door they say is like the it was the most expensive low budget film ever right they they say it's something to that effect so i guess i (laughs) guess it
2: helps that to be an introduction to low budget horror movies that it's probably like one of the better ones as far as uh cast and uh budget goes
1: yeah that and the effects are crazy in in the dead next door well, and I think they-
2: that's important to mention that, too, because the, the reason why that is and how much money was spent on that and why you get Scott Spiegel in this movie is that Sam Raimi connection that Bookwalter has. Uh, yeah, He worked for uh, Raimi in Hollywood for a while at, at, in some aspect. I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, so when he came back to do Tempe and to do Dead Next Door, he got some funding. I, I think Rami's a producer on Dead Next Door. Is that what it's listed as? What Would you call him? He has like a weird credit, right? Oh,
1: he's yeah, he's listed as the master cylinder. The
2: master cylinder. I love that. But it,
1: it, that's all it says. Like the executive producer or whatever. The master cylinder. Yeah, he, I believe that's what it says.
2: It's, it's that's Papa Money Banks right there. That's what that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that Evil Dead money,
1: baby. So that's a cool connection. Uh, I think
2: that's probably why we get. Scott Spiegel involved in this movie is, is that uh, that Raimi connection that they all have.
1: I agree. So why don't we hit the trailer and we'll get into this movie.
0: Goddamn piece of jam shit. Easy digging. We gonna skin that soda bitch alive. make a fine leather
2: jacket. Are there any motels in this rat
0: hole of a town? You could stay in my place. We're having a cookout tonight. You're all invited. I think we've died and gone to maybe. Saturday night. Good God. You wanna touch you it? You didn't body. think it was real, did ya? Hey, you got some
1: weird friends.
0: That's what I like about small towns. You're always treated like family. Where's your darling little children? The kids are pissed. The moon and star. Man. Woman. Birth. will Watch your friend die, old man.
1: good night wow so basically for the last half of that trailer grizz and i were just playing air guitar <laughs> yeah, and i was air drumming it to it, it. yeah yeah. that song is sick. we were screaming dangle no hang dangle Hangles, screaming like, yeah. hang yeah. dangle uh, what a fucking so name. this this will that will that song will be available uh when the blu-ray comes out they're putting out the soundtrack too so go find jr Bookwalter's pages and all that stuff and take a look because Skinned live is coming out on blu-ray and it's gonna have a soundtrack apparently, it can't or so he come says.
2: soon enough because you can't get this fucking song anywhere you you hooked me up with a rip of the song from the movie i want this high quality fucking mp3 of this song yeah, so you, you bad wanna,
1: you want to blast this out of your windowless uh, van right <laughs> <laughs> rolling down the street in my truck blaring this shit yeah, to my neighbors yeah. so grizz you know what time it is time for the synopsis all right what do you got
2: all right here we go when a family of homicidal leather makers take a small ohio town hostage it's up to a washed up cop and his neighbors to end this family's madness. Damn. Brought it that this way. That's good, man. Thanks,
1: man. dude. Dude, I, I legitimately just tried to come up with a synopsis. <laughs> okay. Like a legitimate, sino- like a straight synopsis. A real you deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is like when you see this movie listed in the TV guide. I like that. Right? This okay. Is, this is going to be the, the thing. A homicidal family is loose in a small town, and m- turning their victims into leather jackets. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And yeah, that's gonna be on like Cinemax at uh, 2 a.m. Right? Exactly <laughs> what you would see in TV,
2: guy, dude. Because that's the pull. That's the that's like yeah, the draw, yeah. man.
1: I I didn't want to try to compete with you. I wanted to try to do something different. Different. I like that. I res- you know? I respect and, that. <laughs> and we will try to figure out bylines at the end of this one. Alright. I like it, that. It ain't over. It ain't over. Round so, two. Yeah, round two. <laughs> so, skinned alive, we start with a hitchhiker walking down this highway, and this hitchhiker, like I said before, is the director, and you see a car pass him, and he screams at him, like, get out of the road, asshole, or some shit like that, and that was hilarious to me. <laughs> Plus, and we also see him like in the woods with the most perfect campfire that you could ever make. It looks straight out of a Boy Scout a magazine.
2: teepee fire, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah,
1: and he's like huddled over and like his fucking wind's freezing. Blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like he's gonna die of exposure there. But we see a giant black van pull up, and there's a younger female driving, right? And she says like, "Going my way, baby," or some shit like that. And he gets, he like goes to get in, and she boots him right in the face. <laughs> fucking face, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. And he falls right on his back. And we see people crawling through the bushes. You know, you see arms, and you hear like these weird noises. They sound like fucking animal. Yeah, like animal noises. And this is Crawl Daddy and Finn. And Fink pops up and he's got a hammer, like a leather face hammer, behind his back. And he smacks the hitchhiker in the head with it. And if that wasn't enough, he pulls out a gun and he shoots him right in the fucking head. Yeah, point blank. And yeah, yeah. And he, like, he looks like a dead body from a Peter Jackson film here. Oh, the way that, his head looks and turns, and the face he makes, the and the slow sound motion fall of
2: it. that he does, like when he's dying, and the the the, the gore shot that you get when he's falling, I, I, it
1: was yeah. beautiful. Great way to start and the movie. They just they just laugh maniacally, and we get the awesome credits with an awesome dead le- uh, dead next door like song. So there's like an animated uh, credit thing that says "Skinned Alive," right?
2: <laughs> and I said this it's kind of reminds cool. me of like Reanimator in a way, just because of the whole animation that's going on behind it. The whole music, not the music, doesn't sound exactly like it, but the, the feeling that it gave me was very Reanimator-ish.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? I actually can gr- kind of see it. I don't. It's I don't growing on you a little. So, I don't see the music so much, but like the actual like whole package. The feeling. Yeah, of I it. could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, <laughs> Cinema me a Home video released Reanimator Academy. So yeah, they loved it. <laughs> Reanimator is
2: one of the best fucking movies ever. So
1: Reanimator Academy or Reanimator.
2: Reanimator. Uh, is not like
1: Reanimator Academy, man? You I salty now? I
2: have yet to see it. I am. I have to fucking.
1: I have to get the tape, you jackass. Maybe one day I'll show it to you. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe I'm one nice. day you'll get to touch it. <laughs> so, by the way, the female we saw in the van, that was Violet. So this is our our band of misfits, right? Crawl Daddy, Fink, and Violet. So, apparently it's Halloween, right? Our first scene here. It's Halloween. Let me set the setting. Got me excited. It's in rural, rural Ohio. Halloween morning, I guess. We see a man pounding booze. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a knock at the door and it's Tom his seems like an annoying neighbor and he's wearing this Frankenstein mask that kind of looks like Gunther's mask from the Funhouse.
2: Yeah, it really does. And he
1: in- he invites him over for a cookout because apparently it's almost winter and it's going to start snowing soon in Ohio, right? He's like, Oh, this is the last time we could get the barbecue. Down. <laughs> it's,
2: it's a reality. I don't know dude. if that, that definitely <laughs>
1: wasn't his accent, but I don't know, you know
2: what. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was like more southern than Ohioan, but it'll work. Uh, what do people in Ohio sound like? They sound like me, really, honestly.
1: Uh, I don't know, but apparently they're going to have steak and pasta, so that's a... Is that an Ohio thing? (laughs) That's a weird-ass combo. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Apparently, also, Paul is an ex-cop, and you see all this shit around his house, pictures and certificates. He apparently had a problem where he shot a woman to death for no reason, right? They keep mentioning it. Even, like, the crawl daddy people are like... Like yeah, this guy should work for us. Yeah, <laughs> they were like, ah,
2: oh, yeah, like he shot some like uh, some lady in a like a, a park, thinking that she was a gang member or something like that, and like yeah. unloaded on her.
1: So Paul pours a glass of vodka, and I mean, he pours himself a full glass of vodka to the brim, and he looks at yeah, he looks at the bottle. He chugs the fucking bottle, then he looks at the glass, and he chugs the glass and just passes out. Falls and out. It's so funny. They like they kind of make fun of him throughout the whole movie, right? They kind oh, of make yeah. fun of the he's fact that he's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, he's more than a lush, man. Yeah. So we see this fat dude driving in what I believe is a Nissan 340Z, right? That's pretty that accurate. That that's, I think that's yeah, a pretty yeah. good call. It looks, I think that's what it's called, but I don't remember. Do you know the name of this character?
2: Uh, Willard Hemp is the name of the character. Willard Hemp, okay. and, Will, and Willard so, Hemp is, is Mike Render, who you might recognize as Joey McAllister from Robot Ninja. So he's another one of the Tempe alumni.
1: And apparently his car sprung a leak from the radiator, and it obviously looks like they were just pouring liquid out of the front of the car for the camera. <laughs> and of course what do we see this black van with a cow skull on the front right it pulls up the same one from before and he is pretty accepting of any help at this point and he speaks to think
0: i sure could appreciate a ride into town you know i mean i can i can make it worth your while i'm pretty well off with the green stuff you know but i got something better than money pal I got free tickets to Wayne Newton's Las Vegas All Nude Review.
1: Oh, damn. Wayne
0: Newton's Las Vegas All Nude Review? Ha! <laughs> Wayne Newton, no kidding. <laughs> I hate Wayne Newton.
1: So, Fink pulls out a machete. And he attacks the guy, right? And this guy just starts... W- Wilfred?
2: Uh, Willard? Willard. Willard. And dude, like, there's Willard a, starts running. There's a clip here <laughs> that I, I thought you were going to grab. And it's so funny. Because like he like takes this machete out. And he goes and he takes a swing at Willard. And it just cuts his tie. And he says it in the most funniest way. Willard's like holy fucking shit, he goes running into the
1: field, and I'm like, oh my god.
2: I had to stop and like play that over and over, because the way that he I, said I just,
1: just want to say, if I had to cut out every clip that contained the word fucking shit in this movie, <laughs> I would have been here all day. Yeah, man. the whole movie would have <laughs> been... So, this is where we first kind of hear Crawl Daddy speaking a little bit more, and... We kind of see what kind of a mom she is. We gonna
2: skin that son bitch alive.
1: So this is where you first get a good shot of the van. It says Crawl Daddy's Tannery." Tannery, right?
2: Leather making. Yeah.
1: So leather making. I wonder what they're using. <laughs> and they chase him through a cornfield, and they have this weird sequence with a scarecrow, right? Where Fink eventually jumps out from the scarecrow, but the guy gets away. Yeah. And he also slaps the the girl Violet. He bats her out of the way. Yeah, like a big log. He lives a lot longer than I thought he would. This whole sequence
2: is so Three Stooges. It's like Three Stooges meets, you know, fucking a Todd Sheets movie, basically. Because it's like, there's so many, you know, trick parts where like... uh, What's his name? Uh, Fink is going to like chop him with the machete and he gets the machete like stuck in a fucking wall behind him and he can't get the machete out of the wall. It's all these like like, gags and shit that are just so funny. Falling
1: down like the hill and (laughs) all that shit. It cracks me up. Again, very Peter Jackson, right? Like small things like that where like somebody will be walking and just falling down the hill. Like uh, it's pretty funny. So. What does Violet say to Fink? Which is also incredibly funny because I have the mind of a child.
0: Stay here, you little dingleberry. That fuckwad's mine. (laughs) It's
1: like fucking Bart Simpson. (laughs) Like I had to have the dingleberry (laughs) quote. (laughs) It's like Bart Bart Simpson speaking to somebody. It really is. (laughs) And they end up throwing a machete through Mr. Willard. And you actually see it exit out the front of his body, which we don't get from a lot of the studio films, right? You only see it go in the back. You don't see the trauma through the front and all the blood squirting out. And he is fucked up, right? Yeah, it's a great shot.
2: <laughs> I love the machete going through him. Like, he arches the back out, and, like, you see the tip of the machete come through the ribcage. And you're right, you don't get that in a lot of, like, you no. know, the Friday the 13th and stuff like that. And that's no, what's awesome about these kind of movies in particular is you get that shit because they have they don't have restrictions for one, but also they got to do something to up the ante. To you gotta be better
1: than that other guy, yeah, exactly. You show something. Why would I buy your video over this other guy's video? Yeah, what Why are you going to show know? me
2: that's going to shock me compared to this shit? So,
1: dude, this one's got the complete package. It's got it the really cool does. cover it's the movie's crazy right that's even the trailer it's cool it's got like metal in it and all that shit (sighs) fucking song alone
2: is so worth the movie
1: (laughs) yeah for the time like that this would have ruled this would have kicked ass so they take willard's body back to the van and they start driving away and fink is looking at willard and he says this look at all this
0: wonderful skin make a fine leather jacket
1: as a matter of fact he'll make a lot of fine leather jackets
2: (laughs) isn't that right fatty
0: (laughs) yeah let me make a hot little bondage suit out of this one and a pair of slutter boots to go with it
1: oh wait a second there it is this this sounds familiar (laughs) could this be Thought we were could gonna this avoid this. Could this be <laughs> the inspiration for every Sherry Moon zombie character? Ev- Wait, could this be the inspiration for every Rob zombie movie ever? <laughs> you this- know, I
2: I didn't want to like I, I I didn't put it all together. And when you started pointing this out to me, I was like, "Fuck you, dude! This is it's so true. everything his." Like, this is, this, he had to have seen this shit. That line, the way she talks, is fucking Sherry Moon Zombie, dude. It's her delivery, exactly. It's
1: fucked. (laughs) You got me. Uh, Dude, the whole, the way they talk to each other, the way the family is. Yeah, the family dynamic.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: This is legitimately what Rob Zombie has tried to do with every single movie he's made. Yeah. And he has never successfully copied something to this level. No, I don't. I don't think right. he makes
2: the characters feel the way these characters do. Uh, you know, he like this. Not that it's like his aren't like more believable or this or that, but I, these characters are awesome. This is a character film, and you get you, you get attached to these fucking weirdos so quick in this movie.
1: See, here's here's the thing. I'm going to explain it to you right now. You're going to break it down everybody. Me. <laughs> yeah, well, well, why his dialogue is so fucking stupid, you know, all the time. It always is. They say the same type of shit in this movie, right? But it's it's a self-aware film. There's comedy in it. Yeah. He tries to do that shit and be serious. Throughout the
2: whole he thing. Would, I, I could he see He would that. have
1: somebody call... He would have somebody say, like, oh, you fucking dingleberry... It, like in yeah, a he's serious, dingleberry
2: pig fucker, but it would be like, he, he, yeah, it's him delivering like that line legitimately. Movie, yeah, I get that. Yeah,
1: where this is like a goofy, you know, dead alive type, uh, you know, bad taste type film. You get Evil Dead, all shit like that. you know that, what kind of like blows just, my
2: mind? They're, like, they, there's no way they could have drawn inspiration from Dead Alive for this movie because it, it wasn't... It wasn't even out yet. I mean, yeah. So like, yeah. this has its own originality to it. I I love that.
1: Yeah, that that's you know they probably saw this.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's very. Well, I mean, it's the same time period, the same year. What they were so they had to be being made at the same time period. But
1: yeah, that same yeah.
2: sensibility, man. It's it's crazy.
1: It's. I agree. It's crazy how like, just it's the same thing in music. Like there'll be bands in this country that for some reason sound exactly like bands in this country but there was no possible way it's that just they that
2: time that sound and like the, that that thing that clicks in that era that just yeah. makes it all have that similarity to it it's it, it, it's actually that's a perfect example uh, i think the music thing is dead on compared to like it's a it's an art thing you know and i'm sure it's it, it transcends all art forms for different areas
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, so, this guy, Willard, is apparently still alive. And he gets up and he runs out of the van and Fink just shoots him in the middle of the day. In plain view of whoever's around. And probably the worst thing that could happen happens. The van won't start. So they're stuck, too. Yep. And Fink admits that he never got rid of the hitchhiker's body. So Double they also have an, yeah, they have an extra dead body in this van right now. So the next scene, we see them uh, asking this local small town mechanic, like, hey, when, when can we get this thing fixed? We need to get out of here immediately. You know, we make leather jackets and we have to be, you know, we got to be out of here by... You know this time, and when it becomes clear that they're not going to get it immediately, Fink asks about a place to stay.
2: Are there any motels in this rat hole of a town?
0: There was the Bates place out by the old highway. Oh, that closed down
1: years ago. Oh man! Jesus. So they had to do it. I, I, yeah, had to this do is it. the this was the one
2: cringy thing. I was like, oh, you didn't have to go there. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs>
1: So this is Tom, the mechanic, and he gives them a place to stay for the time being. He says, oh, I got a spare room. You guys are more than welcome to stay. That's small town America, baby. (laughs) Yeah, they do not look like a family that I would uh, stay (laughs) in my basement. That's for damn sure.
2: Patch-eyed crawl daddy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but we uh, meet Tom's wife, Winnie, who is a 60s or 50s housewife. But it seems like she's taken one too many stimulants, right? She just keeps talking and talking and talking. Uh, Tom even makes some shit up about somebody on the phone for her, So she would just go upstairs and leave them the fuck alone. So this family, quite weird. Weird family dynamic here. And this is where we also kind of see what kind of person Crawl Daddy is too. Because she says, oh, you remind me of my mother. And Fink says something to the effect of, like, oh, yeah, like, is that why you shot her? Yeah, like, right in front of Tom, and
2: Tom gives, like, a weird look, like, what the (laughs) huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, and she even has to, like, cover for him, too, right? She has to say, like, shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) So, Crawl Daddy and uh, Violet are gonna go out, and Fink doesn't want to go with them, so Crawl Daddy and Fink kind of get into it a little bit.
0: Fine, you fucking lazy little turd. Leave your prissy ass behind. That's the way it always is your sister and I do all the work and you sit behind and jerk off. Bullshit sister, you, fat, crippled fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna open up an old-fashioned can of whoop-ass, boy, if you don't learn you some respect for your fucking elders. Stop it! Get me the fuck away from this chunk of
1: shit. <laughs> that's Rob Zombie dialogue yeah. right there, 100%. Stone Cold saw yeah, this
2: movie, too. He was like, you know what? Can of whoop-ass, that's gonna be my new yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I was watching today, man? Halloween Havoc 93. Oh, dude! Right? It's so funny yeah, you just say yeah. that.
2: Cause I just took a picture of one that was on eBay to send to our friend
1: to be like, "Why cough
2: up those big bucks, buddy?" Because there's he Why? wants How that. How much is it? It's hundred fifty bucks. It? They want for it, dude.
1: Halloween Havoc ninety three.
2: Yeah, Did
1: I have that.
2: I have that. <laughs> Cash out, baby. It's apparently I is no the time. Way.
1: No, dude. You know that actually has another wheel on it.
2: Oh, man. actually, this is Halloween Havoc ninety two not
1: 93 uh, uh, uh. So. but yeah 150 I have, dude, bucks I, dude i have so many wrestling tapes it's crazy but i was watching halloween havoc 93 and that one has another wheel segment on it and it's <sighs> vader versus um cactus jack so yeah, you, yeah, so they spin the wheel, man. Texas Deathmatch.
2: You might have to uh, get, get some new wheel audio for us to but, try out.
1: But why I'm going to say, I'm bringing this back now. You mentioned Stone Cold now. Steve Austin wrestles in this as a Hollywood blonde, and they show Hollywood a little blonde, kid. Oh my God. Dude, they show, RIP Brian Pillman. They show a kid in the audience with a sign, and it says, Wrestler of the 90s. <laughs> Steve Austin. No
2: shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 93? Stunning
1: Steve. Yeah. Wow. See, that kid was a prophet. Kid knew some shit, dude. (laughs) So now we see uh, Crawl Daddy and Violet outside, and we see somebody going to deliver a package, and she accepts it, saying that she's uh, Ginny, Winnie, and... The delivery guy is like oh I just need you to sign this blah 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 and she's opening the package and it's a bunch of knives and they don't look like kitchen knives they look like camping knives or something you would bring out into the wilderness with you but she says like oh you want to see how sharp they are and she cuts this guy's fucking fingers off like in the, <laughs> in the middle of the front lawn broad daylight Just cuts this guy's fucking fingers off, and he goes running.
2: He's another uh, person you might recognize. I loved his name. This guy was in uh, Robot Ninja as Rip Him Off, which is, like, the best (laughs) fucking... I love
1: the names in that movie. It's so perfect. Um, So, right after this, a Jehovah's Witness who
2: fucking j- jake our Winnes? book Walter himself and it is the funniest I love it this this makes the movie almost for me this is so yeah. good yeah
1: and he looks like everybody you are friends with <laughs> <Not
2: impressed>. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like definitely half the fucking VHS community that we know I feel like
1: everybody yeah. tries to rock this look Circa 1990 J.R. Buckwalter was ahead of his time. The slick, greasy scumbag, I like to call it. (laughs) 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 But he approaches Crawl Daddy and says, like, are you satisfied with your life? And she just shoots him right in the stomach. And this is also right in the middle of the lawn, broad daylight. Tom's in the back mowing the lawn, and he stops for a second, looks up like he's the rock smelling something (laughs) cooking, and he just continues on his way. He's mowing the lawn. Must have been something. Fuck it, whatever. So the delivery guy pulls over because he's apparently in incredible pain. He did get his fingers cut (laughs) off, and he notices something in the mirror. He looks up. He looks in the back seat, and. It is violent. She pulls out a gun and just shoots him in the back of the head. This is, Sorry, this man. This is so... Not yeah, your day.
2: Yeah, this is such, dude... The whole Rob Zombie thing, it's like once you mention it, every fucking kill, every scene, I'm like, yeah, this this is definitely something that he would do in his movies. This is definitely him ripping <laughs> this movie off.
1: Hey, man. I, I, now you're never going to be able to forget it. you ruined it for so, me. So... Paul's ex-wife calls him and she seems like a total bitch, right? We're going to meet her a little bit later, but she already kind of prefaces that meeting with a real terrible uh, message on his answering machine. Remember those things? Oh, I loved them. So Paul apparently is getting all his shit together in the house. He's moving and Tom next door has some boxes that he could use. So Paul goes over and he goes to see Winnie and she says, oh yeah, the boxes I think are in the basement. And she also kinda says like, oh, divorce is a terrible thing. (laughs) She's so fucking awkward in this scene. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, divorce is the worst? (laughs) Yeah. And he like looks at her like you fucking asshole. Yeah. No shit, Winnie. So Paul goes down into the basement and he finds all these bloody knives on the table and he's like, What the fuck is this? Yeah, what are these? And he's yeah, he sees this weird thing in the corner and he goes, he turns the light on and he finds like a leather face mask. Which was definitely a callback to the Texas chain, so I'm not oh, scared, yeah. but uh, we see this other thing hanging and you can't really tell what it is at this point, but Violet shows up and she's in a towel and she says, like, Oh, you like my sculpture? I made it this morning. Like, what'd you think it was real? and she's like messing with it right like t- oh you want to touch it And like you see there's like a dick on it and all this shit it's basically tubes.
2: just like a skin suit hanging up it's it just like a, the skin uh like a body but like no body just the skin with like the dick still attached and everything it's the funniest yeah, shit yeah
1: so, she drops her towel, she tries to come on to Paul, and he bails immediately. He's like, this is too fucking weird for me, right?
2: Yeah, and he, like, runs into Tom outside, and he's like, Tom, you got some weird fucking friends, man. <laughs> and yeah, he, like, yeah, takes yeah. off.
1: <laughs> so, Paul goes home, and now we get to meet his ex-wife.
0: Look, you and your attorneys can both go fuck each other for all I care.
1: We already have first day I went to see him about divorcing your lame ass Ooh, you're joking it's rough
2: I wish for your sake I were it'd be funny if it wasn't so pathetic you know the whole time Bob was fucking you in court he was fucking me in bed
1: so one thing his wife total piece of shit and that's only just a little bit of it
2: yeah that whole thing Uh, is just like cringy
1: second thing Rob Zombie conversation (laughs) right there also (laughs) you're gonna just keep no fucking twisting joke, the dude. knife in my back all right. yeah, yeah 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 and you know what that song also kind of sounds like white zombie a
2: little bit the <laughs> everything about it is just taken yeah. for- <laughs> yeah. oh
1: we also meet the lawyer that basically is an, all, is an even bigger piece of shit and of course they take a dig at Akron Ohio
0: but this is Ohio Ridgeway, Ohio, to be exact. This is backwards as it gets, except maybe for Akron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they always have to throw shit like that in there. I love these straight-to-video, shot-on-video, 16-millimeter movies. Very self-aware. Uh, yeah, you said this. This was shot on 16-millimeter, right? 16-millimeter for
2: 15K. That's Damn. nuts.
1: That's nothing. That's they did. They did work with that one, Yo, man. Yo, the Shit. effects
2: alone, I can't believe they pulled for 15k.
1: Yeah, damn. So, Tom and his wife are having Crawl Daddy over for a steak and macaroni or steak <laughs> and spaghetti dinner. Steak
2: and spaghetti.
1: And she eats like a fucking pig from a trough. And we i actually have some of those noises yeah, right to play here. That. <laughs> there you go. This is what Jerry sounds like when he eats.
2: <laughs> Asparagus. No, Just woofing yeah, it down.
1: No yeah, no one's no one's spared. No one's spared. Uh, so the uh, the Jehovah's Witness is in the basement with Fink and Violet, and he wakes up, unfortunately. And they're kind of standing over him and they cut him the fuck up and you see Fink like literally cutting the skin like carving shit into him it's it's pretty brutal right it's they're not pulling away they're shutting uh, yeah. everything that's going really, on Really,
2: like the skin opening up and everything it's really cool
1: they cut this huge portion of his chest and Violet rips the skin off and you see his rib cage and he's like coughing up blood the whole time it's it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, they it's gag nuts. him so he's
2: not screaming and stuff, but, like, blood is just, like, pumping out of his mouth underneath the ba- the gag. It's, it's so funny.
1: And when they're done, Fink takes the knife, looks at Violet and says, "'Wanna lick the spoon?' What the fuck? Then they make make out. Yeah, like with the knife between them. Yeah. Right? And they're Uh, supposed to be like brother
2: and sister. This is such a weird fucking scene to me.
1: Weird family dynamic, man. Backwoods. Is this considered like hillbilly (laughs) horror? Are they like hillbillies?
2: See, but I I can't say that it's hillbilly horror because like we haven't really described what Fink looks like yet. But he's like... Dressed in like a fancy kind of like you know Armaniish suit with like you know little square fancy glasses and scarves, she looks like modern, super yeah. Modern, but I mean, now right? Crawl Daddy, she looks like the fucking you know backwoods hill weed we hang out with, yeah. She looks like my mom, so <laughs> I think the other two fit the bill more. Fink is a little bit of the odd man out,
1: and Violet looks like what like a punk, right.
2: Oh, yeah, she definitely she looks, looks kind of just like, yeah, your typical punk chick from the 90s. She probably yeah, like Nirvana a late 80s. Like, mud honey.
1: Yeah, she's... <laughs> 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 so, Violet starts stripping for Fink, so things were about to get super weird, and she throws the piece of skin they cut off on his face. And this is one of your favorite parts, <laughs> he right? He takes
2: his fucking glass. He's like, the skin's covering his whole face. And he puts his, like, sunglasses on over the skin that's on his face. And he's, like, making, like, goofy fucking faces with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. it's so funny.
1: <laughs> so, uh, we see Fink having... He has no trouble getting the bra off. But he gets his hands caught in it like a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> and he has a, a mental person. breakdown. And this causes him to run out of the room and storm off. And one thing we didn't mention is when Winnie talks to Crawl Daddy, she keeps calling her oh my God. all different I names. I forgot about
2: that. Crawl Dad or Craw Daddy crawfish, or something. Crawfish. Like yeah, Crawfish.
1: Fucking, yeah, yeah, like all stupid shit. Like it's Crawl Daddy. She, she keeps trying to, like, correct her and shit. Yeah, and the kids call her Daddy. Yeah, she was super she were, weird. It,
2: Right, you know, she like kind of insists that they call her daddy
1: <laughs>
2: very weird so
1: man. when Fink storms out Crawl Daddy's outside with Tom and apparently they're going to go get supplies in town and Tom is going to fix the van for them and Tom is extremely trusting because Paul even comes over and is like yo dude what the fuck are you doing
2: yeah. you're going to let him take your, van, like, your truck what the hell are you thinking you don't yeah, even like, know, don't these, know people. these people.
1: I think he even says, like, Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. And Tom just lets them do it. They drop them off at the garage and they go on their way and they hit some cheese doodle eating metalhead on the way to wherever they're going. <laughs> this would have been me. Right? And this is in the middle of the town, broad daylight, and they realize that they're fucked, right? It's like, yeah. This was, yeah, yeah. It's like the perfect Dude, time. We're right there. Perfect timing. He's oh, like laying on the ground all dead. out. Blood. That's great. Yeah, He's got the headphone like, uh, he kind of looks like Ragman a little bit. I guess he's Trick like a treat. writer
2: too of a lot of these movies. they like, like, he, he's worked on a lot of them with these guys. Also the, the dude that just got hit. James Edwards so, is his name.
1: Hey man, you see like a lot of, you know, uh, a Matthew Jason Walsh type. You see them all over the place. These guys, all okay. connected. and you
2: can tell that these guys were all friends because they all had the same style. They all look like fucking Matthew Jason Walsh and shit like that. So, yeah, it's Ohio yeah, in the 90s. Yeah.
1: So, they, uh, they have to figure out what they're going to do now because they're definitely going to get tracked down after this. And they also realize that Fink never got rid of the hitchhiker's body in the trunk. Well, not in the trunk, but in a trunk in the van yeah. and Tom's gonna go and find that motherfucker cause dead bodies so, stink yeah dead bodies fucking
2: stink <laughs> and
1: Tom does in fact find this body and you see it's like the meat section of a body all the skin, it's completely skinned you see all the organs taken out too like he's see the pelvis it's real yeah. like
2: sloppy all over the place the skull looks really wet it's a great shot
1: yeah, it's, it's fucked up, and while all this is happening, Winnie, at home, is looking for Violet in the basement. I forgot why. She had a reason, but I don't think it was a good one. But oh, she was, bringing she, her was some
2: f- she was bringing her for some food, because she hadn't eaten oh, yet, so she oh, made her yeah, a plate yeah. and
1: brought her down some of that spaghetti. So, she goes downstairs to find Violet. And uh, Fink and Crawl Daddy go to basically kidnap Tom, right?
2: Well, they have to know. And,
1: now. yeah, so Violet ends up attacking Winnie in the basement with a hatchet, uh, with a machete, actually. Sorry. Yeah, it's the machete. And she buries it right in her shoulder, and that would be painful as hell. And it's you see it, like, shot. stuck in her arm, too, right? Yeah, it's a really good shot. They don't pull shot. away. And she, Winnie is fucking screaming her head off, <laughs> like it's it's crazy. And yeah, uh, she sells
2: that pain; it's really realistic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you get and a great I shot believe-
2: of uh, of them like now, like because like you know Winnie takes out of the house trying to go to to her neighbor's house, Paul. But there's like a woods between their house, and you get a very uh, evil dead camera shot of like point of view of like you know you see uh violet chasing winnie with the axe and she's swinging it at her and it's it's really cool shot i thought that was kind of like a good throwback to the uh to one of Raimi's tricks that he's always looking to pull for his movies
1: I forgot to mention that Winnie walks in on Violet skinning J.R. (laughs) Bookwalter. Oh, yeah, she does see that. That's right. (laughs) That's That's another really good shot. But like you said, Winnie runs over to Paul's house and she's banging on the door. And for some reason, Paul takes forever to get there. And by the time he gets to the door, Violet splits Winnie's head in half. And all Paul sees is like a goopy cut in half thing of meat yeah it's quick right?
2: it's on screen for like two seconds and it's a great but shot you see it yeah you, yeah, see, it. you see it see it it's honestly I like the fact that it's only on screen for two seconds because like it's more effective that way it's probably not the best effect obviously for the budget but for the amount of time you see it and like you see Violet through the split head with the axe it's fucking beautiful it's such a cool scene yeah. that they did
1: yeah and she says something to the effect like oh you're next yeah she's sitting there like hitting like it that. on her hand
2: yeah it's really
1: really iconic So Tom's truck pulls up, but guess what? It ain't Tom. It's Crawl Daddy and Fink with Tom being held hostage. And Paul goes back inside and he has a fucking assault rifle. This motherfucker. He's got a whole arsenal. Way too much much Call of Duty, this motherfucker. So he comes out. uh, Well, actually, no, he doesn't come out yet. Because I forgot to mention that Crawl Daddy says, oh, this one's mine and she actually crawls up the front yeah. steps of the house Pops and it's like pulling at, yeah, pulling at the door like an animal, but she says this and I find it really funny. Little kid, little kid, let me the fuck in. <laughs> it's just so over the top. She sounds like a fucking drug addict witch.
2: And like Paul <laughs> opens the door and just does the obvious thing and fucking boots her right in the face off the yeah. porch. Like, yeah. come on, what are you going to do? Paul like, stops
1: <laughs> giving a fuck at yeah. this point and she's like talking shit to him too and she just says one she just takes a step too far here I don't think
0: you got the ball you know what else I think I think you're one big pussy
1: and this doesn't sit well with Paul at all because he shoots the fuck out of her and he shoots her like in the face too and then as you see her like dead body lying there he reloads and he shoots the dead body and you see the dead body like moving yeah right you said you knew how they did this effect
2: yeah this is really cool I, I watched like the making of and i guess what they did is they just filled like black garbage bags full of fake blood and put clothes on it and then <laughs> shot it with a thing it, so it looked like it was all like jiggly and moving and stuff like that there's a cool like you said they they in that shot too they shoot the head and there's a scene where you start to see like the head coming apart from being <laughs> shot so many times and i'm like
1: man how did they do this for 15 grand So, Paul also shoots Fink, but this is the first of many that he will get, (laughs) that he will take. Fink's the fucking Terminator. Yeah. So, Tom's all fucked up. And Paul's like, yo, man, we got to get back inside. And Tom's asking for Winnie. And Paul's like, no, she's fine. She's fine. (laughs) Meanwhile, like they step over her, like gelatinous head on the floor. Yeah. They
2: show it. And it's just like goopy matter with an eyeball. Yep.
1: And, um, violet sneaks into the basement of the house they show her breaking the window and letting herself in so tom is all fucked up lying on this guy's kitchen floor or living room floor best light of the and movie paul yeah paul's like oh man like i need to get you a blanket you're going into shock i need to get you a blanket and he runs down into the basement but while he does that tom just says like super subtly and just call a goddamn ambulance. <laughs> call the goddamn ambulance. <laughs> I was uh, yeah, like, yeah. yes, dude. Like, that's yeah, exactly man. what that's you it. need right now. Yeah, that's perfect. So, uh, Paul's in the basement and he gets attacked by Violet. And this fight is pretty funny because she keeps pulling out new weapons that he, like, easily dispatches <laughs> them. Knocks uh, it out of her hand. She's like, yeah. I like to
2: see you try that again. She pulls a different knife out. He does the same fucking
1: thing. Yeah. <laughs> And he eventually like eviscerates her. He just fucking cuts her stomach open. You see all the guts falling out, and they have her hands like above her head too, because I guess she's holding the the hatchet. And you just see all the stuff falling out. It's a really good effect. And she's even like you, like you, you motherfucker, yeah, something to that effect. So instead of just letting her die, he stabs her in the throat with the bayonet and it is fucked up you see it happen they don't cut away no like way, i said dude. before yeah. this is a this is a non-cutaway film and uh, this is the end of violet and before she dies she puts the blood from her wound on her finger and puts it on paul's lips and he is so One grossed out weird fucking thing yeah, dude, yeah.
2: you could see it in his face and he's like oh you dirty bitch <laughs> like why would you do that <laughs>
1: so he goes upstairs and he gives uh, tom the blanket and just as he finally goes to call the ambulance fink attacks him again and this will not be the last (laughs) and they pretty much go back and forth right it's not really one-sided until the end you can tell Tom knows what he's doing. You can tell oh, Tom yeah. can fight because he is an ex-cop. I
2: think the most notable thing about this, and it's something that about this movie that made me fucking cringe, which is kind of hard to do, Fink has this hammer that like he has throughout the whole film, and like one by one he destroys Tom's knees. And I, I mean, not Tom, uh, Paul's knees. He, like, smashes Paul's knees with these hammers to, like, crush his kneecaps. And then at one point, he, like, grabs the kneecaps and he's, like, smushing them all around after he broke them. And it just made yeah. me fucking, made my skin crawl, dude, because I can imagine how painful that is. And it's an important aspect because now Paul can't walk. His fucking knees are absolutely destroyed so he's he's now crawling and that's kind of an important thing yeah he's
1: incapacitated and Fink comes at him with the knife again and Tom bites his nose (laughs) and this shows how fucking crazy Fink is you bit my fucking nose (laughs)
0: Goddamn crazy son of a bitch cannibal
1: fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul unloads on Fink, shoots him right in the jaw. He shoots half his jaw off, and you just see all this meat hanging, and he's making all these like. No, he's not noises. dead. He's ready to go. No, he's not. Like you said, he's the T-800. He's going to keep coming. <laughs> and he goes after Paul again, and Paul gets another shot off, and this time he blows his head completely off. It's just gone at this point, and it's... just the stump. It's mush. It's pink oh. mist, man. Pink so mist. So, Paul... Yeah, Paul goes back into the house, and he's all fucked up, and he sees Tom, right? And Tom has a gun, and he just says crawl daddy and shoots Paul dead and just starts maniacally laughing. Such a good (laughs) twist. I fucking
2: loved this ending so much. And we
1: get the hardest end credits you'll ever get. (laughs) Fucking hang dangle. (laughs) Yeah, this song is fucking awesome, especially for this movie. So... Uh, Grizz why don't you give us your final thoughts on this one
2: so have you a rating yeah this this movie like I said was my first time watch and I am so bummed that I have not been watching this for like the past 15 years of my life because this movie is absolutely <laughs> amazing I love it so much um, I think uh, the one of the best things about this movie is Scott Spiegel um, the way he portrays Fink, His acting, his his delivery of the lines is so funny. Uh, It really kind of hits this splat stick spot for me that I really, really love. Especially because, like I said, Dead Alive is my favorite film. And this has so much of that going on. Even though they were made at the same time, it was just kind of that that sensibility that I like about it. Um, Favorite scene is the opening scene. I think it's a great way to introduce these characters for you to automatically get a sense of who they are. And to start kind of not... Not feeling compassionate with them, but to kind of like get get involved with them a little bit and start caring about them as characters. Um, overall, man, this is 100% a five-star movie. No bullshit. It's on Amazon. It's all over the place. Like he said, there's a Blu-ray coming out. Fucking watch this movie immediately.
1: I agree 100%. I enjoy the story of this one. I like the whole family dynamic. Uh, I respect the ch- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Am I a, h- a huge fan? Where I'm going to watch it all the time? Probably not. And I feel like this does that family thing, at least in you know for the shit I watch and the shit yeah. I like. I like it this way a little bit better. Agreed. But there's not many negatives to this. Any over the top acting goes with the movie. It's. It may not be like self self referential, but it is self aware. I feel like oh, totally. there's a lot of you know there's a lot of dark comedy in it. There's a lot of slapstick humor in it. I like Scott Spiegel's Fink character. It's awesome right from the beginning. When you see the hitchhiker get hit in the head and then shot, you know it's legit. Yeah, right. It's
2: the and best opening. One
1: thing. One thing we didn't mention, the van in this movie is the same van from Robot. (laughs) I just want you to know that. uh, That's another thing I recognize. I I really want that van. Yeah, I really. I bet you it was John's. Oh, sure. (laughs) So, one thing I got to say anything that J.R. Bookwalters is affiliated with or has his hands on, it's, it's always good, especially in this era of film, like the VHS era, the video store era. He always nailed it for, like, the micro-budget guys. He, he really does. Fucking, yeah, dude, that Akron scene. Damn. The sensibility some, of the some, film. Yeah,
2: some bangers. The the over-the-top way of not cutting away from everything and, and doing all they can to show stuff with the budget that they were working with. These guys were killing it. I, I, I wish they yeah. had a hundred more movies that I could watch, honestly.
1: I agree. That's why whenever we find these uh, ones that we never heard of or... They're extremely hard to find, and we finally get a copy. It it feels really good because I can tell you, it is not the same watching this like on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, I know you're but like me, and you'll
2: hold out to watch a movie on a tape. Certain, yeah, uh, yeah. Format, you know, so. I want to
1: hold that tape. I want to see Agreed. that, like the the slipcase or the clamshell, whatever it is. It it adds to the film, and I think it adds to this one too. I'm gonna say five out of five. Definitely watch this one, and I'm not just shitting with you. Hundred percent, find it. Watch it, however you can. But buy that blue that Blu-ray when it comes out. Support J.R. Bookwalter, right? Hell yeah! <laughs> he, he, no, he the Support dude's still a workhorse. Kind of.
2: Support that dude for sure, because it's not. He puts so much time and effort into cleaning these things up for those Blu-rays. The amount he put into Robot Ninja, the amount he's putting into this movie, those Blu-rays are fucking yeah, the, awesome.
1: The two K scans look great all Amazing. the time. They yeah. always look good. Uh, I met him at VHS Fest 2. He was fucking awesome. So, you know, they played Ozone. So I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, <In heaven. laughs> uh, One last thing before we leave this film. Well, two things first. Uh, let's read the back of the box. Uh Would you like me to do my copy, the Cinema Home Video one, or do you want to do the later? Yeah, you should do yours, because yours a is a, mine is yours, like. but it's a little bit shortened. Yours is, like, the full version of it. Alright, let me read this here. Crawl, Daddy and her kids have... Oh, wait. Let me, uh... Let me... I have these in, like, these plastic cases, and I have it... Yeah, you got one in it too, right? Yeah. And, uh... In the low lighting, it's very hard to read, so let me try that again. Crawl Daddy and her kids have been traveling cross-country selling fine leather apparel in their van. Unfortunately, they break down in the backwoods of Ohio. You see, they were right in the middle of killing this rich businessman when their van up and took a dump on them. Now kindly old Tom and his wife Winnie decide to put them up for the weekend... However, their neighbor Paul, a disturbed ex-cop, discovers that the clan has been killing hitchhikers, Jehovah's Witnesses, and delivery (laughs) men, and all the nerve skinning them alive. The worst part is they plan on making leather jackets, bras, underwear, and other dressings out of the newly deceased. What ensues can only be best described as horrifying. It's the most realistic crazy backwoods family movie since the hills have eyes and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's fun for the whole family, the Manson, Manson family, family. That is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's a good. Yeah, that was that was a successfully oh, written uh, back of the box. It was so. Before we end this, give me your byline. Give me your tagline. Let's right. hear what you got.
2: I got two taglines this week. Uh, okay. One I took from the movie. Uh, it's a crawl daddy uh, line that we did not hear, but I okay, think it let would me be hear that one first. I think it would be good. It would be. We got some skinning to do. Put that above okay. that. So
1: yeah, that that would work. Yeah, the next is a, uh,
2: is, is a. I'm a big Judas Priest fan, so this one's good for that. This is hell bent for leather, so I think that would be <laughs> perfect for this movie. All
1: right, I think I got a pretty good one cow skin sheep skin or human skin it's all the same to this family <laughs> that is good. i kept trying to think of
2: like a leather plane i didn't want to use like the term leather and shit but that that that's good
1: see see i tried to i tried to get somewhere in the middle of it all so i think that wraps up skin Alive, right for now at least maybe we can get Mr. John Killo to... right. Is I would love... Name, yeah, Killo? I'd love to
2: watch this movie with him. He seems like such a, yeah. a fun guy.
1: We're going to have to contact JR and try to get that, that worked out. Uh, so, let's wrap this one up. Let's hit the wheel and see what we're doing next week.
0: You see, the deal is, man, you got to step up and spin that wheel. Once you spin it, where it stops, that's what you and I are going to do. And what happens, well both go in the ring one man comes out the other (laughs) well no
1: okay we are back we have like we said last week a new batch of movies on the wheel some stuff that we got in recently some really cool things Let's give it a spin. Hopefully, something good comes up to follow this fucking (laughs) masterpiece, right? Gonna take something nice. Three, two, one. So, next week on the Bad Taste Video Podcast, we will be watching Chillers. (laughs) See, that's that. This is gonna be fun, dude. Yeah, so Chillers is a Radon release, right? It's an anthology film from the late 80s, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think that's the the, the turn 80s, 90s era. Same time. Yeah, late 80s, early
1: 90s. Uh, I enjoy it. Let's hit the trailer if I can find one. We'll put it right here.
0: Emerging from the twilight out of the crypt. Why is this happening? And from beyond the dark side, there is ah! chillers. We won't get
1: any older.
0: Five people traveling by bus must fight for their lives when demons hidden beneath their psyches suddenly come alive to hunt. Out wherever you are. To haunt. And to horrify. Chillers. Brilliantly directed by Daniel Boyd. Chillers is a film you can really sink your teeth into with suspense that will keep you hanging. gonna have a hard time driving that vehicle with no internal organs. Huh. <laughs> I'm trying to find out who or what ripped that kid's Morning, Mason. Or breakfast. Chillers a new movie from Tromop. Evil travels in many forms, even by bus. Chillers is the recipient of the prestigious Silver Scroll Award from the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films.
1: Okay, so Chillers, you're, you're holding one right now. I am also holding one. I got this copy from our friend of the show, Danny West. Uh, very appreciative of finally having this. Release. I enjoy this box. I enjoy the tape that's inside with the yeah, green that's label. A great it's pretty cover.
2: sick. I love like the, the creepy bus driver on the cover with the ghouls inside the bus that says hell. That that's just iconic as fuck.
1: Yeah, so I really I really like this one. I'm a sucker for anthologies. I'm a sucker for low budget anthologies. I'm surprised more people don't know this one. I guess it didn't have such a wide release because like all Radon films you know,
2: yeah, they didn't get they, they, didn't, they didn't push too hard as far as public, you know, promoting their shit. I don't think.
1: Yeah, this wasn't a wide release. It was just, I guess, like camp video things like that. Radon does have a lot of good movies. You know, Dead Girls, um, The Family Man is a Radon. Hell Spas a Radon, Roller right?
2: Warrior, yeah, there's, there's yeah, definitely got some good shit.
1: What I love about
2: Chillers, and what I love about all anthologies um, like this. I love ones that have a good connection story to all of the little stories that happen in the movie. A
1: good wraparound.
2: Yeah. Like a lot of some, some anthologies are just like, here's three stories and that's cool, you know, but I like ones that have like an overall, like you said, a wraparound that is also really good. That makes the stories even better and kind of play together a little bit. So that's what this one is.
1: If you're familiar with the cover of this, uh, the font, you know, that says chillers, that chillers is typed in, written in, drawn in. They actually animate that as the title card in this, and it it's looks like great. like a Guar album or it something. Does. It's Dude, really It's such cool. a Guar
2: album. Yeah, it, it, even that logo looks like a Guar album logo. That's such a good comparison.
1: Evil travels in many forms, even by bus. <laughs> hell yeah! With, trust us, it doesn't take place on a bus. No. It takes place in a bus stop, like a bus. That's uh, the wraparound, uh,
2: like a, you know. Yeah, like
1: the Greyhound bus, fucking depot, or whatever the hell you want but to call man, great it. Great
2: gore, great practical effects. This movie's gonna pack a punch. I'm, I I'm glad we're doing this one next week.
1: So let me, let me actually, kind of, I could kind of uh, describe this. This is like an adult hard, not even hard R, an adult R rated, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, that's perfect. Not not like Tales from the Crypt, not like The Twilight Zone, not like The Outer Limits, not like Tales from the Dark Side. This is legitimately like the show Are You Afraid of the Dark? If it was actually for, for adults,
2: yeah, which would it's, it's perfect. That's what I want yeah. out of that show, and this is it. you that's 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 really, really good, dude. That's exactly what this yeah, reminds me of. You guys,
1: but you guys better be pumped on this. I know the guys over at uh over at um the Fright Vision podcast, I know they're into this movie too. Hell yeah, uh, yeah, this is a sick one. So, Mr. Grizz, have you watched anything this week? Have you gotten anything this week? I've been,
2: I've been getting all kinds of fun things. Uh, speaking of you know, weird movies that didn't get a lot of promotion that are absolutely fucking insane, uh, I got a copy of Lunatic, which was put out on Video Outlaw. Um, this is a 1999 movie, but I guess it was actually made in 91, and it's so fucked up and so violent, they couldn't find anybody to put the movie out until video outlaw picked it up in the late 90s and decided to give it a run and i'm telling you the first 10 minutes of this movie i my jaw was on the floor i was like this is absolutely the craziest fucking movie i've ever seen i cannot wait to share this with you guys it is it's a very hard to find movie but it is something that is right up the bad taste alley Um, another thing i got in that i just actually watched today uh, wait, about- wait wait wait
1: wait wait what do you got and for what me? is what is video outlaw
2: so video outlaw that's the distributor right it's a
1: subsidiary of
2: that's a uh, video tempe Vi-
1: is it is it a subsidiary of tempe video the, dude jr bookwalter is associated with video outlaw i did not yeah. know that see yeah it's dude awful- and it makes sense because this this
2: is definitely right out of their like universe this is like their universe on meth
1: for sure, yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah so. dude. This is if you if you go on like VHSCollector.com and all that stuff. Yeah, like that's how the, Burning Moon is associated with Dead Alive. Dead alive, yeah. Video yeah. Outlaw is associated with Tempe Video. No oh, like shit, that. that makes complete sense. Or at least Gerald Walter like <laughs> I want
2: to give a big shout out uh, to my buddy uh, Eric Stingline. Uh, you can check his page out um, at the uh, I believe this thing is the Necromancer or, something, or Necromanic or something like that on. Uh instagram no i can't actually remember off the top of my head uh we did a trade with him uh a really cool trade he hooked me up with the refrigerator i watched this today it is funny as fuck, dude um not to be confused with uh the attack of the killer refrigerator or whatever that is this is its own separate movie um and it's it's so funny new york city 90s uh really over the top refrigerator eating people it's fucking awesome so So
1: that has nothing to do with the short
2: no it's well well,
1: like the that's it's not really even considered a short because it's like a half hour or something well it's part of an it's it's, it's
2: like two movies in one film that are yeah you know short films i guess you could say
1: but i saw that uh they played that at vhs fest last year i believe did that? I think they played it on the I think they oh, played yeah, yeah, it on they the did, screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did
2: do that one. Yeah, that was like one of the in-between ones. Uh that, that dude who I was talking about, I did a trade with uh, go check his page out. It's Necropolitan on Instagram. He has probably one of the best VHS collections I think you can come across. That dude is a legit, legit collection. Hell
1: legit yeah. collection. <laughs> so is that is that it? Is that what you got for me? That's what I got for you. How about you? What have you been doing? Uh let's see. I got the fine art, a great Eric Stanzi Hell film. Yeah i got a japanese cover or oh, japanese version of the deadly spawn hell yeah got that for all a good right. deal thank you, tra- yeah <laughs> thank you trash collector uh i got what else did i get i feel like i got i got a ton of shit recently oh all, all my mail was backed up so and all it, it just all just, just came at the you same time got that time violent mind. shit yeah.
2: too finally i know you've been waiting yeah for violent that. shit too burr,
1: burr, burr, burr. the whole that, series that, that's now, now right uh, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I would love a violent shit part one, the Dead Alive release, because it has English subtitles. And I have what I have. So when the first violent shit came out, they had English releases, but they were all basically illegal like bootlegs like dubs that were sold by these international vhs you know the things you would see in the back of fangoria and yeah, stuff yeah yeah so i have one of those of violent shit part one no shit and it's in german still there's no subtitles but you could probably get through the movie without knowing what he what carl the you butcher shitter is saying yeah 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 it's fine uh part two is is translated with subtitles, and part three is also. Uh, I people we get hate you, those movies, but I just think, that, yeah, man. If anybody has one, you know, on. let me know. Okay, I wow. I would Fuck. love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also finally got a copy of Heartstopper. Yes, dude. The, yeah, the weird vampire serial killer. Speaking uh, of early Tempe. 90s, Yeah. <laughs> speaking of fucking Tempe video. Uh, I also speaking of uh, other weird movies to get? Punk Vacation?
2: Hell yeah! Radon Chillers. It's yeah, radon. Right
1: Look at that! Wow, this weekend it's all it's all coming, it's all coming together. together, dude. <laughs> what did I watch this week? Too much to even list. <laughs> I'm home. I'm just fucking. I'm binge watching just everything I can shit. at this point. Hell yeah! Yeah yeah. Hell yeah! So before we wrap, like you heard me say in the beginning, this Friday, May first twitch.tv slash bad taste video we will be watching day of the reaper on tape like always from my vcr to your fucking compact fucking presario (laughs) uh (laughs) we're gonna be watching day of the reaper with a special guest and that special guest is the creator himself tim ritter and he is willing to come on answer your questions live you know in the twitch chat He'll be on with us. We'll be watching this Super 8 masterpiece of early shot on video. Yeah, he, he's uh, very,
2: very excited to do this with us. He he is probably one of the biggest fans of his fans. So it would mean a lot to me because I you know we did a lot of work to get Tim on here to, to come out, support Tim, check this out. Come up with some cool questions for this guy because this movie deserves this recognition. He made this movie in high school. And if you think about that when you're watching it, you're like, holy shit, this dude, this dude was destined to make these cool fucking movies that he did, because this is such a fun thing. I know me personally, I have a a bunch of stuff that I want to know about it. So come listen, because I think this is going to be something really, really special that we hope to try to reproduce in the future with other cool movies and, and other cool people.
1: And if you're not familiar with Tim Ritter by name, he made movies like Creep. We've, you know, we did that on the podcast. Yeah, Truth or Dare. Uh, Truth or Dare. Killing Spree. Fucking. Dirty I, Cop, No just, Donut.
2: Uh, he, he's done all kinds of Savage Va. Oh, no, that's not that. Savage. It's uh, Polonian Brothers. Sorry. I think of all the <laughs> shit that I just got. I got excited. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Tim is, Tim has done so many cool movies. He's continuing to do cool movies. He's doing the High Eight series, uh, High Def. Uh, which is like kind of like another compilation of like all these really cool directors like uh, you know Todd Sheets, him, Brad Sykes doing these anthology movies now, and they're equally as good as anything that he's ever put out. So go check that shit out. Support Tim, support us. Come down this Friday night at ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash bad taste video.
1: May 1st. May 1st. 1st, Friday, May 1st, 10 p.m. Twitch.tv slash bad taste video. Okay. So, Adam, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me, like always, on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler and you can find me at bad taste video you could find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com we have a patreon if you want to you know support us that's cool if you don't that's also cool but it's getting expensive now <laughs> um you know we don't care give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening the, to this on I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself now we would appreciate the good reviews it helps us out a lot go listen to our friends right we had ek over at laser graves uh say love satan fright vision neon brainiacs Witchfinger, uh super tad film club all these fucking podcasts there's so many good ones if i forgot you i'm sorry i cannot think right now <laughs> i am i am burnt at this yeah, point of the night the midnight oil yeah thank you also to Ron Bonk for allowing us to do this event on Friday right SRS oh, yeah. Cinema get all your Polonia brothers and uh, Kingdom of the Vampires no City of the Vampires yeah, buy those big boxes that
2: he puts out because he puts a lot of the artwork on those things is, is great even the clam shows the artwork is so all the, fucking yeah, cool tons of
1: Tim Ritter shit on there yeah, right freedom so for Saturday baby cool. All right, so we will see you next week uh, with Chillers, and I hope you come and join us on Friday because this is going to be awesome. See you later.